And we start with Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm reading from the general epistle of James, chapter 1. Verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Welcome to this broadcast. This is an extra broadcast for Monday the 3rd of May 2021 and I'm so thankful to be able to do this. This is a great legacy. Like I know this is going to be out there and people will hear it all over but it will build throughout the time. So as I'm broadcasting this, it's being broadcast spiritually and into the ethers but I know that throughout the coming days ahead, weeks, months, etc it will build and build and build and I have faith in that that more people will be um hearing this and be blessed as a result so glory to God we're now um, at 10 44 as I'm recording I love seeing that number and um, just with the one in the four four reminding us of the ceiling of those in God glory to God now I am going to just go back and um, have a look at today's readings. Now, the reason I wanted to come back on here is because this is the feast of the saints Philip and James the Apostles. And of course, blessings to my James, my um, father James, who I'm so thankful for. Now, we look here though to the, these particular um, saints Philip and James in this um, spiritual and a scriptural manner and we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 to 8 and let's not forget of course um, the Philip that we know as well in terms of Prince Philip who is also not long um, past and um, blessings to the souls of all of the saints all of the royal kingdom as well who have been a uh, blessing to you God in many different ways as they go through the various stages of the realm and um, here on in the life hereafter let's pray for their souls thanks be to God for this ability to share in this prayer today as well It's 
1 Corinthians. So the first epistle of Paul, the apostle to the Corinthians. And it's chapter 15. Go quite a bit along here. And verses 1 to 8. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I believed unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me, also as of one born out of due time. And now we are brought to part of Psalm 19, one of my favourite psalms ever. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me, for the very works sake verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me 
The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. James, who was witness first before all of the apostles, is said to be that of the brother of Jesus Christ. He is also known as James the Just. His mother is Mary. His father, or um, who is referred to as being his father, is also referred to or called Alpheus. When we look at the name Alpheus, this actually means successor. It is really important to note the prominence of the fact that James is the only one who is mentioned with regards to being a witness to Jesus Christ before all of the apostles. The apostles are mentioned together in one group, but James is kept set apart, if you like, as first before the apostles. So very important. And with the name Alpheus um, also being linked there, there is a prominence with regards to succession and lines of succession in terms of James. Um, for this, I have also been ministered unto by the Holy Spirit and um, I am doing what I'm called to do, which is exalting. Uh, quite often I get the call to do that as part of my duty. Um, and often it's someone who's humble or who is not really mentioned or who is seen as, you know, I don't know, just someone who it usually tends to be someone of great prominence that's being held back or their story is being held back. But that is like the final finishing piece. Of course, Christ is overall, God is. But there are particular people scripturally that just have not been given prominence and it's like they are key figures to like the missing puzzle piece is going to like solve so much in terms of helping people to get closer to Christ or helping them to live in that way in accordance with God. And so I'm called to do that today with St. James as I have also been called to exalt and further St. Joseph, which I think is vitally important, uh, not just for men out there becoming fathers, becoming dads, or looking to get married um, and make proper decisions. I mean, it's vital that, uh, you know, St. Joseph is exalted. And anyway, we look back to St. James, it is the day of St. James, and here we go, typical, um, that, you know, he is this prominent person, this successor, and here we go, we're off, like, talking about someone else, even the way that he's listed today. Oh, my goodness. Um, so let's let's do what the Holy Spirit is, is calling to actually exalt James in this way. So James adjust. Um, he is known to be someone who... um 
was the first bishop of Jerusalem and he sung there in Jerusalem as well. Now, usually in writing, um, it's described that there are two different James. Um, I'm considering merging both of those in this particular um, recording because it might be of importance, of great importance to do so. I'm still considering it. Um, but people tend to separate the two off. The same as all tend to separate the different Marys off. And I think we have to have a little bit more wisdom for beyond just scripture and just what we think we see or read and look a little bit more in depth and just inquire a little bit more with God and we'll get the answers. And that's what's written in the epistle that, you know, of James, he tells people very clearly that if anyone lacks wisdom, you know, just ask God for it. Um. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. And that's the general epistle of James chapter 1 verse 5 to 6. He's very exact as well. He is very, he is very just. Uh, he's very wise. Is James, when you read this very short epistle, there's so much jam-packed into it. But it's so concise and to the point um, that it's just very wise. It's just, it is very, very like, this is the point and this is it. It's just all that needs to be said in one go. It's also said that the epistle of James was actually initially before that of, um, I think Hebrews and part of like uh, St. Paul's letters but um it is placed here in any case right between hebrews and the first epistle general of peter so an interesting point there He really gets to the point with regards to religion as well. Instead of, you know, like looking at just like tradition and um, doing different sort of things um, in a set order, he just goes straight to the heart of the matter. And it's in verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So he really talks about the communion with God, making sure that they're cleansed, obviously, um, in that communion. Um, that's what unspotted is. Um, and I really like this because 
it links in a lot with St. Paul and what St. Paul says about, well, no, look, uh, Jesus is the advocate. Um, but ultimately, St. Paul is very strong in, in saying that, you know, look, there is not really like a continuation of sacrifice. Like if someone is to do something like go against God's will or do something like sinful on purpose, there just isn't any more sacrifice for that. And so James sort of really backs this up by saying, you know, you're to keep yourself unspotted from the world. So keep yourself set apart and cleansed and to do these good works as well. So St. James talks really a lot about, um, you know, the marrying of what St. Paul talks about a lot about the faith and how it's a lot to do with faith. It's not the works, but it's the faith first. Um, and he doesn't deny that work, good works are good, but the good works are to simply believe in Christ. Um, and of course, St. James really, really reiterates this point, though, by saying that, and a lot of people agree with this, it's very important that he says that, you know, faith without works is actually dead. Like, there has to be some sort of, like, link between faith and good works. And so what that, when that kind of comes out and that's reiterated, asks us to do is to head back into St Paul's writing about what the works actually are. And I talked a lot about this as well, going back to St Joseph, I know. um, But we do look at that in terms of, like, coming away from just the practicalities of um, who St. Joseph was and his types of works to actually looking beyond that to the highest types of works that were called to, especially when being set apart. That of being, believing and loving God. So, um, of course, there may be different ways in which others interpret that, but that's the main point there. And it just continues to reiterate the points of St. Paul. So he, he talks here about, you know, again, the works. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? So, um, it can actually, the, the word of the Lord is very powerful, powerful, nothing is, you know, um, impossible unto the Lord, that even those works can prompt someone to, to do something, um, but I think what it is, is that St. James is asking for something more practical to actually occur, but when we do think back to Jesus, um, he didn't do like a lot of, or he kind of like refrained at times from a lot of practical things. Like for example, when you think of the person that waited beside, um, you know, the man that waited beside the pool for the water to be troubled, as he put it, in other words, to be like 
rippling or moving in some way and that meant that there was some sort of angel that went into the water and then they would be able to like get into that so something very practical something you know they would think of practical works as being associated with um but instead of that i think he simply told him to pick up his bed and walk right so all he did was use his words and give a command so although St. James talks about, you know, actually taking a step in terms of practical works to actually go ahead and give furtherance, it's, it's adding an extra challenge to it. Um, but we do have to remember the reality is, is what um, Jesus actually says in these um, pieces of scriptures that, well, you know, what Jesus does um, those that believe in Jesus will actually be able to do more. So if we think Jesus was able to just tell someone to do something, for example, be cleaned, be clean, and they simply were. So it actually is just a matter of command um, and the, the works of the word. But I'll tell you this, that it can go deeper than that. It can actually be thinking it not even having to speak it. I know plenty of times that's happened and I've literally thought something and that will manifest into something. Uh, I've literally like, thought of the importance of requirements for certain laws to be changed and then they are like, like the law in smoking, like indoors and the smoking that went on there literally like thought it, it needed to change and it did. So those that believe in God will have communion with each other and can transmit and can spiritually commune in a group together in like what is called the spiritual council and the spiritual council can take action even unto changing of laws or doing different things like that. Again it's very much linked to the beehive I talked about go and listen to that um, but yes, it's an, it's an important point to discuss because many people will talk about that, about the works and then, you know, practical works versus that of just simply having faith. And well, if you think about it, that is what is being said, is that the works in and of itself, Jesus did say is simply to know and to love God. Those are the works. And from doing that, that place, that's where further kind of good works can come from but what I love about James the just here in this epistle is that he questions that enough for us to ponder it and this is part of what these apostles do they give examples of promptings of questions of a two-way conversation um, of even in this particular part that I've just described of doing something within ourselves, of having a prayer within ourselves, of having a communion with God, which prompts us to make a new change in alignment with our wisdom. Um, you know, it's almost like playing the you know what, the advocate to see what is next and uh, how to take things further. So that's one of these points which stands out with regards to the saints that we're talking about today and of course we know that Philip was um, 
a saint, an apostle who actually questioned Jesus in ways which were very unique to Philip. Philip was a follower of John the Baptist. So he was used to the physical works as well, this particular apostle, Philip. He was used to those actual practical works. If you think about John the Baptist, he baptised by water, whereas Jesus greater than him was going to be baptising people with the Spirit. Now that's what's expected of us. We're not supposed to be looking to the physical. We're supposed to be looking for the baptism in the Spirit. And that's what hopefully, well, I've got, I hope that you've got that 2,000 years on, <laughs> considering the Holy Spirit has been been um, offered for that length of time now. But that's the type of baptism now. But if you think about it, Philip came from that time way, way, way back then, thousands of years ago, where he was that follower of someone who did the practical type of baptism. It was like, you know, an initiation um, in that way. And then they were going to look on to how to kind of like further themselves in the spirit with regards to communing with God. But it was very practical. So Philip did need a lot of like facilitation um, and looking beyond the seen world. That's why um, Jesus, you know, speaks to, to Philip. You know, he gives him a little bit of a test when all these people, you know, the 5,000, 4,000, 5,000, whatever you want to say, were coming along for something to eat. And he's like, well, Philip, where will we like get food for these? You know, where will we buy food for these people? That kind of thing. And it was simply a test. Like Jesus knew exactly that he was going to go beyond, above and beyond expectations and perform miracles and that anything could be possible right but he was questioning Philip because he would know that he needed that extra um transitioning with regards to going from the kind of very practical way of looking at things and just looking at what the seen world is and going a little bit beyond that so again we know that you know he's saying later on um like will you like shows the father and then Jesus has to say well you know like if you've seen me then you've seen the father from this point um and it is interesting because we do know that Jesus says to others at some point in scripture as well like no one has seen the father except me and then later on <laughs> Philip's like shows the father and then by this point he's like well you've seen the father have you seen me by this point so again, it's like, you know, it's that little bit of a testing. It's like, you know, um, and gets the the apostles to think a little bit more about things. And um, that's very interesting how Jesus does that. But we do know that these types of, of apostles do prompt, they do ask, they do inquire. So it encourages us to have that two-way reciprocal communication with God in like quiet meditative prayer. Um the other James is very, very bold that we hear about. Um and that James we can maybe do a little bit more of a a discussion on as well, even although this is particularly for or with regards to who is seen as a different type of James, James the brother of Jesus and James the one who um, wrote this epistle here that you've you've heard from and that I actually looked straight to um, this morning when I was talking about um, you know how we, we had to kind of say our prayer in a particular way and that this comes from a higher level 
which Jesus talks about very much in this scripture today that we'll be able to do more. So that being said, that more is the way that we say our prayer is doing more and saying it in a different way is doing more with it. So um, very much so um, that comes from that belief but of course, um, looking at James as well, the other James, or they're sort of like saying in many of the kind of notes and things that it is a different James. But let's look at this. Um, James in terms of uh, James and John and uh, the fishermen. So that particular James was um, one who actually asked alongside John that they might sit beside Jesus at the throne of Jesus as well. So very bold, very confident, known as like the brothers of thunder as well. So we're going to hear a little bit more about them today. Even although um, traditionally speaking, it's looked at one way, we need to go a little bit beyond that again. Um, we've talked about here about um, religion and true religion Um being that, you know, we're spotless. And so with the reverence and respect and faith in Christ, well, I know that nothing is impossible unto um, Christ. And so therefore I can go ahead and share a little bit more about that, James, as well. So the next part will be looking a little bit further into um, St. James, the Apostle, who was one of the pair of James and John. So that's going to follow on from this. I actually had this already broadcast earlier on today, um, but I'm going to perhaps give a little bit of space um, in between these two broadcasts for that next one. And blessings. And just to finish this off, culminating here, um, thank you for these apostles, for James and Philip, saints. James and Philip. In this feast day of Philip and James. How lovely. Right, and we pray thank you so much, God, for the examples that these apostles have set before us, that promoting this two-way communication with Christ. Also that of the reality of succession. The wisdom that is brought, the humbleness as well, that we can pray and continue to seek for further clarity. And Jesus will give us that. Thank you for these wonderful examples of how this is done. We pray that those um, who we know carrying those same names course as I had mentioned earlier on and all of the saints and all of those in the royal priesthood are brought further and closer into your love God we pray that they may be gloriously happy and delighting in your presence. We pray that we might share further with them in your presence here on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.